Your Crime or Mine is a podcast hosted by Patrice Gentile and Kristen Heen, which covers all sorts of true crime topics and cases. The intention of the podcast is not to sympathize with or glorify those who commit crimes nor excuse their behaviors, but a desire to understand why people do the things they do and what driving factors or forces, if any, contribute to these horrible actions and events. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Patrice. Hi, Kristen. It's been so long. Too long. I'm sure you've all been missing us, right? Crickets. Crickets. Oh, no. No, I've actually had like two folks be like, where's your crime or mine? That's great. Are they your friends? Are they friends of yours? Well, yeah. But but actually, I think we've been getting some listens. That's good. That's really hard to tell on iTunes. If you are listening, we've never actually said this before, but... Apparently, like five star ratings and subscribing will move our podcast up. Yeah, I just want to say that if if anyone is out there listening to rate and review us, subscribe and maybe send us an email because we have a Gmail account. It's your crime or mine at gmail.com and we have a facebook page and an instagram i think we're most act you're at your crime or mine uh-huh. on instagram but i mean we've been doing this for a couple months now we both have full-time jobs and, and we want feedback we just want feedback because we bust do y'all our like ass. this we bu- we're busting our ass to like get out here and do this yeah so if you're listening and you are enjoying just feel free to send us an email at your crime or mine at gmail.com and maybe we'll read them off and sh- you know share the love yeah, i'd love to do some listener shout outs and i would love to entertain some cases if you have like hometown cases or yeah if you have a really good case that you feel like hasn't been covered yeah, in a podcast or very much by the media, send it our way. Or even if it has been covered and you think Patrice and I would do a much better job than the original. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So we're going to do something a little bit different today. Just to catch up, we've had six episodes and I think at least three or four of them are in the news and deserve some updates. And we're also going to talk about OJ, even though we haven't done an episode you, on OJ. You know I have to bring up OJ I mean, every single If you episode. have been listening, then you're well <laughs> aware that Patrice has an ongoing relationship with the juice. Just an obsession. They text on the reg. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, I wonder what he's doing right now. Do you think he's in hiding after Sunday? Well, he's living in Las Vegas, so that tells you right there what his day-to-day probably looks like i bet you it's a lot of fast food um i bet you it's minimal no to minimal exercise fast food fast women and i bet there's a lot of like two dollar sex workers going in and out of his he probably has like a condo condo yeah like an Mm -hmm. apartment or something that's how i'm envisioning it too so that is what i think oj is doing he's probably trying to make some money off some autographs which maybe people, maybe, I mean, I'm sure there's people out there that still want his autograph. But. Definitely. Yes. I mean, especially since it's come back into the limelight. I mean, come on, if you like true crime, you probably tuned in on Sunday. On we Sunday, had our own little watch party. Our friend Jasmine invited us over her house and cooked us a lovely meal. And we watched the OJ special, his, um, if I did it, confession. Hidden interview from 2006 2006 where he recapped what 
he would have done if he had committed the murders of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman. And it was very weird watching a man confess to two murders that he most likely definitely committed, but under the guise of this hypothetical, if I did it, I mean, it was chilling how, but in his nervous laughter is what that nervous. Yes. That nervous chuckle time was just gosh I love Jim Clemente and he was there yeah. on the interview and he was discussing it and he was saying that they didn't tell him what he was coming for that he was under that they called it project x and he just like showed up there oh, shit. and that it was like super undisclosed he showed up there and this is what it was and had no background in seeing this Jim interview. Clemente didn't know mm Oh, so that their comments were just all off the top of the head. Exactly. And he said there was six hours of footage (laughs) of which we only saw like an hour and a half. And one of the biggest things was coercive control. And, you know, the reason OJ murdered Nicole is just it's out there. And he basically spelled it out that he was so like everything was his. Yeah. Like that's not intimidating. Or the part where he was like, well, hypothetically, I park, you know, behind her condo and I grab the knife that I keep under my driver's seat in my car at all times. Uh, what? You keep a knife under your driver's seat at all times. I just. <sighs> I didn't realize he met her when she was eight. Seven. Yeah, 17, 18 17, years yeah. old. She was working at a nightclub back in the 70s, I believe, called the Daisy, um, which is no longer there. But during like the late 70s, early 80s, it was like the place in L.A. to go. I think it was like the Studio 54 of the of mm-hmm. L.A. And she was a cocktail waitress there. And he met her there. He was married to his first wife, Marguerite. Oh, he had found out days before that Marguerite was pregnant with their third child. Yeah. And he laughed in that interview. He's like... I just found out she was pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's a joke. It's it's crazy. And I think I saw an interview I think it might have been in the the ESPN doc where um her Nicole's best friend at the time Eve No, it was a it was a male. It was a man. He was being interviewed and was there when Nicole met OJ at the Daisy and he might have been her roommate, but he recalled her coming back from their first date, which was like the next night or like that week that she met him at the Daisy. Mm-hmm. They went on their first date and Nicole came back either that night or the next morning and her clothes were kind of torn and she had bruising on her. The next fucking day? Yeah, and she's and her Ugh. friend was like, oh, it looks like you had a you know good time. And she said, yeah, he got a little rough with me. So on their first date, he was extremely rough with her i'm assuming in a sexual manner which didn't alarm her but ladies red flag that red flag that bullshit if that happens to you you know nothing about personal preferences nothing if you enjoy rough sure if there's an agreement that like the first time you have sex with this person it's going to be extremely rough perhaps violent and cause you to to bruise or leave marks i cannot stand when i'm dating a man who i barely know and he like leaves me a hickey yeah it's so disrespectful and it's it's just like wow now i have that mark on my body for a week when i don't even want to see you for a, another week like but you have that on you as a reminder it's just disrespectful so yeah maybe she was expecting like a nice date or whatever that there's nothing wrong with Do you know sex. how old he was at that time how old he was yeah um he in his 30s i guess already I'm having he was like in his late a marriage 20s. two yeah. children one on the way at least 10 years older. gosh just looking at where they were in their life he he started out just wanting to control her yeah yeah totally I'm curious i wonder if his previous wife has spoken out she hasn't, and she has nothing bad to say about him. Really? Yeah. Hmm. She has nothing bad to say about him. So, um, yeah. I think that the the bulk, like, the main attraction between OJ and Nicole, from what I've heard 
through interviews was that they had a very dynamic and exciting sex life. And that sometimes is like often reason for like women to stay with their partners. Um, and it can really cloud your judgment. You know what I mean? Like, well, when- and there is a thin line between liking things a little rough and consent and sure. Sure. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, oh, I, I think OJ. I'm speaking from experience, but if a man is like extremely like rough, like in bed with you from the get go, that and and you did not give him permission to be that way um, and if it's not your thing that's a red flag yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah red flag red flag <laughs> yes well it's oh, never OJ. gonna end our like america's fascination with this man is never going to end no until he dies and we're able to actually see the inside but of his honestly, brain as crazy as he sounded he still seemed intelligent and he was still that was 2006 that's true that was that's true but in covering like the aaron hernandez case and talking about the cte um a lot of those guys ended up with dementia or they had a lot of residual effects from cte and i'm not sure i can't confirm that oj but it seemed in that 2006 interview that that was decades after his football career yeah, but also shortly after that, didn't he go to a hotel to like rob and be? Who am I kidding? Like, he went crazy and murdered ju- people. <laughs> poor judgment. Like that's the thing with Aaron Hernandez. So we're gonna segue into our next update. Oh, let's with segue. this. Thank you for teeing that up for me, Kristen. Yeah. Um. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes someone does seem fine from the outside, and you cannot tell that there's something going on inside. They can control it very well. I mean, when you have the perfect mix of, you know, this nature-nurture, upbringing, uh, head injury, and intelligence. CTE, head trauma, and the, the like, desire or, the like, the will to kill, like, you can conceal that very well, like Hernandez did. And I recently was out of town for a family funeral, Um up in New England, I was up in Bristol, Rhode Island, and I met up with one of my girlfriends from college who is from Seekonk, Massachusetts, but she's living in um, Rhode Island currently in Pawtucket, which I found out it's not Pawtucket, it's Pawtucket. Pawtucket. And uh, she, her best friend and her best friend's husband went to high school with Aaron Hernandez. I learned all of this over lunch. We went out together and had lunch. I'm just picturing Patrice's jaw she on the table, like not brought, being able to eat, just absorbing yeah, all of this. My fork clattered. Aaron Hernandez gas. Hot gas. My fork just clattered on the plate. I dropped it and I was like, you have to tell me everything. So she basically said that her best friend uh, went to call it, went to high school with Aaron Hernandez uh, which was in Connecticut. I don't know if you remember. I forgot the town, but I remember reading that he went to high school in Connecticut. So It's all New England, girl. Yeah, so her best friend went to high school with him. Her best friend's husband, who she met him in high school, dated him in high school, and then they ended up getting married, went to high school with them. And her husband actually played high school football with Whoa. Aaron. So... I mean, they were very, very close, Aaron Hernandez and this man. Um, after after he went pro and went into the NFL, he would regularly give um, the, the husband and wife football tickets to Patriots games because he knew they were such fans. And they would talk to him and hang out with him. And they said that he was the nicest guy, that he was the same person he was in high school, sweet and generous and completely were just sidetracked like you know side hit when this all came out like they didn't see it coming and um i just found it so well if you remember he was super generous to odin lloyd yeah um a few days before he murdered him and he rented him his very own was it a hummer i think it was a chevy tahoe oh a tahoe or an escalator or something like that 
Yeah, but well, it just um, shows his generosity carried on throughout the years. Yeah, but that's and it's also like that was a, a a murderer who committed several murders that his closest friends, his friends that knew him the longest, could not pick up a hint of it. And you know, we can we can bring up Ted Bundy again and Anne Rule how she like worked side by side with him and had absolutely no idea mm-hmm. that this man was the murderer that was being broadcast all over television. Sometimes you just and don't. And Kemper. I mean, these folks are really good at concealing their dark side. Right, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just, yeah, you can't tell. That's sure. why I trust no bitch. I think that, oh my gosh, that was the perfect seg into Megan Shaver. <laughs> Here we go, y'all. We're on a roll, Whoa, on a roll. Yes. So speaking of bitches, Megan Schaefer's murder for the trial of Alexander Stevens, that was episode three, if you remember, which was My Hometown Murder. And it's kind of strange. It's actually like our least listened to episode of all. But for me, it was like the most intriguing. I think people kind of like the more notable stuff, but we're going to keep going with the... We'll go back and forth. Yeah. Because this one... The details of it just get crazier and crazier. So I think we noted in the original pod that she told like four different stories. I remember, yeah. And so they interviewed, apparently at first when she made the 911 call about being at this house after the incident happened, she was naked, injured. She crawled to this residence found a random cell phone and called 911. Mm-hmm. So they did not immediately send police. They sent EMS due to whatever she told them. Right. So EMS arrived and they interviewed this gentleman that found her. And he said that one of the first things she says is, it's not going to look good. My fingerprints are on the knife. Oh, shit. Yeah. And yeah, there's lots of things leading up she, to immediately this. she's like let me do some shitty damage control mm-hmm. with this random man that found me and here again telling lots of different stories about how he wanted to kill himself kill himself how he wanted her to do it how he then took the knife and cut his own throat mm. or fell on the knife which i'm sorry but i don't think there's ever been a case where Somebody falls on a knife and slits their own neck. No. Is that physically possible? I don't think so. No. So, but this is in like jury trial right now in the little ass town of <laughs> little ass Garrett County, Maryland. Little ass town. Yeah, it's crazy. And they're saying that they expect it to wrap up like at the end of this week or early next week. Yeah, this sounds pretty. I mean, obviously. If they're saying that, then there's more to this than we know. And there's probably solid evidence that is going to point in one direction or the other. See, in my mind, though, there's so much evidence that shows she's guilty. And I think they had to offer her a plea bargain before they went to trial. Yeah. Which... But sometimes crazy people just think they are going to weasel their way out of it. Yeah. Oh, and so... The guy that ended up going up on the mountain and realizing they were missing, if you remember from the The first pod. Yeah. Yeah. So he ended up texting his friend. He's like, hey, I have your cat. Hadn't heard back. He said that the clothes bag was very greasy. All sorts of really strange details. They also found his mother's dog in a cage at a cemetery. What? Yeah. And they used to have picnics in the cemetery and he would bring his ferrets oh that's just like some regular goth teenage yeah yeah yeah. but see they were in their mid-20s well she was 20 he was 24 yeah i mean i'm just more confused by the details i think i'm confused about all the damn animals in cages outdoors and he was a vegan like he was investigating all of these different spiritual aspects like he was Kind of, I guess, in a in a crisis stage. But the one thing that may show on her behalf is that at some point, the friend stated that he felt that Alex was suicidal and that he was going to kill himself that night. Oh, the friend stated that. Yes. Oh, shit. So we'll see what happens. Hmm. It's crazy. It is crazy. 
Speaking of crazy. Speaking of crazy. <laughs> can we talk about Tyler Tessier? Yeah, he just got a five-month delay on his trial. Yeah, so this was, I believe, episode two when I covered the murder of Laura Wallen, who was uh, four months pregnant at the time of her death. Her boyfriend... Or fiance, fiance, yes, fiance. At the time, it was his other girlfriend that he yeah. wasn't engaged to. <laughs> oh no, he was engaged to. Oh, yeah. two fiance. Yeah, that's easy. Um, I, th- I think it was her boyfriend because him and his fiance were scheduled to be married next month. Wow, scheduled. Is that weird that I call marriage scheduled, wedding no. scheduled? Okay, you know what's weird? Side side note. Um, I was talking to someone the other day and they were like, is it weird that every time I say I'm going to a wedding, a friend's wedding, I like slip up and say funeral. <laughs> and I said, no. And I think that's hilarious because I think for a lot of people I know it is their, it is their funeral. I'll never forget my, fr- I have a funny uncle and he gave my husband and I a sympathy card <laughs> as our wedding gift. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, so yeah, Reed's Law. Reed's Law. Uh, basically, Laura's parents went to Annapolis last month in, in February. Front of the General Assembly to propose this law. To propose Reed's Law, which I believe, if it gets passed, it will, um, no matter what the age, no matter how far along the mother is, if the the mother is murdered, that is considered a double, double homicide. Yeah, mm-hmm. a double murder. As it should be. As it should be. Um, I think currently, I'm not sure what, I think it might vary from state to state. Um, but she was four months pregnant, and I don't think it was considered... Uh, no, take me back. Was um, Scott Peterson charged with he was. Connor's murder? He was, okay. because Lacey was full term. Okay. Um and what was the threshold? Was it seven? Is it full term like 30, 28, 30 weeks? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I know when you're pregnant, which I have been, you know, 37 weeks is when you're, and I know she, Lacey was like 39. She, no, she might've been, she might've been 36 or 34. Okay. But um, I do believe he was charged for. For both. Yeah. Should I look it up? Sure. Well, but yeah, that's freaking awesome that since we covered Laura's yeah. case, that her name has carried on. Yeah. And I mean, what for such a tragic event, you it's know, if they made... can come out of this with a law, I mean, kudos to her family for keeping on because I'm sure it's very difficult for him, for them. Yeah. To keep and fighting I was like reading an, an article where her mother said, she got the idea for this because she was reading, I think, like a Red Book magazine or Women's Health magazine. It was one of Laura's magazine subscriptions that was still coming to the house after she died. And Laura's mom was reading it, and there was a statistic printed in the magazine saying that a woman's chance of being murdered increases when she becomes pregnant, which we talked about. Yeah, you did a great job. That was yeah. those stats were the stats. Insane. So this was printed in the magazine, and Laura's mom reading that prompted her to get up and get this bill going and write this bill and put it into action, which I think is beautiful. And it's beautiful how she was inspired by her daughter. Um, I just I think it's yeah, and it's you know the, I. When we covered that case, I thought it was one of the open and shuts. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually glad that it's in the news still. I was yeah. Yeah. really happy to see that because it would be easy for them to grieve and sit back and realize that mm-hmm. what their daughter went through was a tragic, tragic event. But to take it to that next level and try yeah. to help other people, I always have to commend people who do that. For sure. Yeah. Um, is, do we have any more updates? No, unfortunately. Can I, I, ask you a I look up Kanika all the time. Yeah. I, I fear that there's not going to be anything else on her. I haven't heard any updates about the family's attorney or if he's been able to uncover anything else 
unfortunately, all the articles I read about her are still from last year. Yeah. And I look. I'm all over that shit. Yeah. I think about her all the time. I think about the couple cases that I followed. Gosh, there was one I think I followed for months. It might have been up to a year. It was uh, Vanessa Marcotte. She was murdered in her hometown of Princeton, Massachusetts, I believe. New Jersey. Uh, No, I think it was Massachusetts. But anyway, she was a, she lived in New York City. She worked for Google. She was about uh, 27, 28, I believe. And she would go home every other weekend to visit her uh, her mother and her father, who were divorced but lived in the same area. So she went home one weekend and vis- was visiting her mom. Her mom lived uh, in Princeton, Massachusetts. And on the Sunday she was supposed to head back to New York, she decided to go for a run that morning, which she normally did. I mean, she grew up in this neighborhood, so she normally would go for a run. And uh, she took the same path that she normally did. And her mom reported her missing when she didn't come back, like a couple hours after her run. Mm -hmm. And then I believe they found her body later that day or that evening, not even a mile from her house. Um, She had been assaulted. Her clothes had been pulled up. And her finger, like her hands in the bottoms of her feet had been burned. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they couldn't identify her. Or so the killer thought. Sure. Um, this went unsolved for so long, and it just struck so, like, it just struck a chord with me because at the time I was living in L.A., and I was just, I would go on hikes every morning, basically by myself. In that same area? No, 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 this was in Massachusetts. Oh, oh, oh. But just, like, the fact that you're, you know, a young single woman, you know, waking up, just doing something good for yourself, you know, exercising, going for a run, a hike, and it, just coming back to fucking gosh i hate to say this but i always have to laugh when i see the memes that say gosh i'm never gonna get murdered because i never jog <laughs> yeah no it seems I mean, like these poor women that are the most fit and the ones that are yeah out at odd hours out there running i mean how many times do you hear of murdered joggers yeah yeah if i get murdered it's not gonna be by jogging <laughs> So it was it was on August 7th that she was murdered and they didn't her case went unsolved until April 15th of 2017. So she was murdered in August of 2016. They found her murder in April 2017. Um, Yeah. And he had been spotted in the area that day and it just took them that long to find him. Ladies, if you run, if you exercise he was pulled over the side of the road with his hood up, acting like he was having car trouble. So he passed her on the road, and she was jogging in his direction. Like they were, he, mm-hmm. she was, he was driving sure, the same yeah, direction. So he pulled over and popped his hood and like was under his hood, like like there was something wrong with his car. And when she came up to where his car was jogging past, he grabbed her and pulled her right into the woods. So you, you hear of a similar ploy in like grocery store parking lots. Yeah. I mean of yeah, and it's sad because as nice humans if somebody's in trouble like i would love to think that i'd be safe going up to somebody and offering them help yeah but you just really can't do that i mean if you feel weird for like even just in the slightest cross the street and then cross back when you feel safe and if a man asks you for car help it is not he does not need car help get the fuck out of there yeah if if a man's asking a young girl for car help or do you have the time or can i borrow your phone just say no you can't i don't bye and get the fuck out of there um and take a photo of him with your phone and do whatever you have to do even if it feels crazy crazy like whatever you have to do subscribe to the facebook page for my community and there was a post that this chick made not one mile from my home that this man was pulled over in a ditch and that the girl got out to help him and he said i'm gonna kill you get in my car this is a mile from my house in the freaking suburbs of maryland i would have said um 
No, no she thanks. freaked out, called the police, and they ended up finding the person. But like other people in the neighborhood were like, I saw his car. I almost stopped. And she didn't know him? That was no. just a random... No, and I mean, I live in a really small community yeah. where everybody kind of knows everybody. And to be quite honest, you know, I know that if I had my children with me, I never would have stopped, but... You know, I'm just one of those people. If I see somebody that looks nice, and I know that's horrible. Oh, honey, like, no. I'm just no. We we read this. Shit we know better. Every and now, week. no, I I I want to think that I wouldn't have stopped, but like, yeah, you want to be a nice person too. Yeah, fuck, like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you can't you can't be a nice person these days. <laughs> mm-hmm. So and that's that. So the the Vanessa Marcotte murder and then the Delphi murders oh, were two the- that like you were saying how you can't stop checking on Kanika's case I could not stop checking on the Delphi murders it wrecked and ravaged me these two young 13 14 year old girls mm-hmm. who I think their they school had caught him on their cell phones yeah right? yeah their school had, had a half day that <sighs> day and so they had gotten out of school around noon or one and they had one of their dads drop them off like this this running or hiking trail in the woods sure i guess and they're because, together everyone yeah, always says strength in numbers yeah and it was beautiful like Buddy the system. girls were like snapchatting you know this like old bridge and i think they were just having a little nature walk being cute little girls and they caught this man the cool thing about this park or this nature trails they have cameras that take photos yeah. yeah and um so they have this man on they had him on camera and they had a sound bite of uh, him on one of the girls' cell phones. I think we've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But so they finally found him. And it was just, I can't describe the feeling of when, like, you pull up your phone when you wake up in the morning and you see that, like, oh, fuck, that guy got caught. I know. Like, and the more I get yes. into these cases, like, they're growing. Like, yeah. it's funny. I said to Patrice last week, I was like, I want to cover the mixed day family murder I've been following that since they disappeared, what, you know, five, ten years ago. Mm. It was funny. She was like, oh, another podcast just covered them. And I was so mad because I'm like, that's like, I'm passionate about that case. Like, I look them up and I was so devastated. I had this vision of them living it up in Mexico that they just left their lives. And yeah. It was so weird that they saw a like family crossing the border. Typically with disappearances, people don't leave their families. No. I mean, it happens. Well, they saw, the family but... cro- they saw a family of a man and a woman and two small boys matching their descriptions crossing the border. Yeah, but if you talk to like the family, they said that like that was not how she walked, that yeah, they they weren't convinced. Yeah. And it was his freaking business partner. It was his business partner because... They they were going to have a talk with him that day, right? Because he was funneling money Oh, yeah. He or... was stealing money from them. And yeah. She, well, no. Okay. So the husband had been giving him money from the business. And the oh. wife found out about it yeah. and was fucking pissed. She was like, we got to keep We got to get check. him over here. Yeah. And they like had him over for dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the part that gets me every time is the like popcorn. The, the popcorn. The popcorn balls. The fucking two little kid popcorn yeah. balls. Like they were getting ready and to And that they the left movie. eggs on the counter. Their dogs were there. Do you think he had a gun? <sighs> Did he have a gun on him? And that's how he got them into the car? I don't think he could have done that with all four of them. I think he tricked them. I don't know. And he's not going to admit to it. He's another fucking asshole that keeps, sorry, he keeps delaying no. his crime or he keeps delaying his trial the same way that Tyler Tessie is doing. Like Chase Merritt has been, this is the, so if you're not familiar, I assume that people know about all these murders, but the mixed day family murder, there was two adults and their children and they were all murdered by the husband's business partner because they, he had yeah. been stealing money from the company and they confronted him about it. Yeah. And, and they, they were undiscovered for years. Years. Eight, nine years. They had years. two small boys, age five and three. Mm-hmm. And eventually, after believing, after thinking they had run off, you know, across the U.S.-Mexico border because, because they Because they seen, found a Google search in her computer that was talking about passports and trips to Mexico. They lived right. in freaking California. Like, yeah. That happens pretty regularly. You know, I get kind of so, pissed off about when they jump to conclusions about Google searches. Like yeah. her searching a trip to Mexico, like convinced them that they had abandoned their lives and moved yeah. to Mexico. But they're all four 
skeletons were eventually found by a motorcyclist by a motorcyclist in the desert in the Mojave Ari- Desert. Yeah, California, near San Diego. Arizona. Yeah, it's, it was really close yeah. to um, yeah, the um, border. Awful, awful, awful. They had probably better shot. that we didn't have to to cover that because I think it came out that they were actually like tortured by him. They were. Mm-hmm. Before what a piece killed. of shit. Yeah, I mean, dude. I hope he fucking fries. Oh, God. Yeah. But I want to end on a higher note. We're not ready for peaks yet, but I have been listening and I am super <gasps> to Mind Hunter. No, not Mind Hunter. Oh. It's a new one. It's um called Finding Cleo. Okay. It's a, a Canadian broadcast. Oh, yeah. It's yes. And well, it's funny, like with my work, I'm working on two projects at my actual job with Canadians. And then I'm listening to this Canadian podcast. So I'm very sorry if I talk a boot. Oh, you don't see. I'm very sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Canadians. I know. I know. I love actually I had all these misconceptions of Canada with their like rehabilitation techniques, but it's way safer up there than it is here. It's safer in a lot of places (laughs) than it is in here. But anyway, um. <laughs> yeah, Finding Cleo, I've been meaning to get you listening. It has me hooked. It's a podcast? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's really good. But wait, why should I listen to that if you haven't started Mindhunter yet? Because Mindhunter <laughs> is on TV. I will it, do what you're, what you're asking me to listen to. I will listen, but... I think it's the fictional aspect of Mindhunter that is like prohibiting me from listening, that somebody's like acting it out. It's pretty spot on, though. It's yeah. pretty close well, to Well, and just facts. so you know, a lot of my time devoted to podcasts is when I'm, like, cleaning and moving mm. around the house and doing things. Okay. I have very little time. You can't time. watch a screen. I mean, can I just listen to it? Because I have Netflix on my you gotta, phone. You got to see this. You got. You have to see the performances. Cameron Britton. Cameron. Is it, can it be as good as Zac Efron is Tim Bundy. My God. Zach Evron's always been so hot. I would follow. Is he old enough for me to think he's so hot? Um, At least he probably is now. You know what? A lot of girls that I follow on Instagram are like all over like Timothy Chalamet. Who's that? He is the young, very young actor who starred in Call Me By Your Name and was nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor. Okay. And he also was in Lady Bird. So two huge movies Oscar this year. Um, but he's a baby. baby. He's like 21, maybe two years old. And all of these women that I follow on Instagram are just like, Timothy, like constantly <laughs> posting. And all I want to do is, is like, if I ever met him, just be like, you got your coat on you, buddy. Like, you, <laughs> like I just feel a maternal instinct when I see Aww. this baby face. Well, I do not feel that way about Zach But Efron. I do not, honey. Let me tell you something. Zach Efron as Ted Bundy, I would follow that man into a VW Beetle <laughs> any day of the week. He I like that is, the word you said was follow. <laughs> he is not like exactly what I was thinking. Celeb crush. I, yeah. I would mm. do a lot of things to be around Zac Efron. And we'll just leave it at that. And we'll just leave it at that. Because there might be some children listening to yeah, this. And I think he's probably, what is he, like 25 these days? No, um, hello. I'm pretty sure he's almost 30. He's like so fair game. You still picture him as that like... Well, what was the movie? High School Musical. No, gosh, fuck no. I never watched that shit. But there was one movie where it was like his breakout role for me. (laughs) Just for me. Um, I do want to say he was in that that Josh Radner directed movie with Elizabeth Olsen. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm thinking about a a comedy. It's such an indie. It's like the indiest indie film you could ever imagine. Um, Shit. Fuck, I seriously it's so hard for me to watch movies with kids adult movies okay so first of all he was born in 1987 so he's two years younger than me which makes him 31 this year fair game and is he single uh I have his Wikipedia pulled up here. We might have to edit me, some of this. Um, let me see. This out. is what happens when you get two girls together gabbing about crimes. We eventually Ooh, love you, Zac end Efron. up on Zac Efron's Wikipedia page. See, which... and I'm a little bit worried. Well, never mind. Listen to Finding Cleo, though. Okay, so there was a movie after 
fucking high school musical and hairspray and high school musical two and three (laughs) there was a movie called liberal arts which was directed by josh radner if you don't know him he was in how i met your mother yeah i've he's which that show is like whatever but i've met that guy in person and he's the most gorgeous human like i made him a green juice one day he came into my work like for real gorgeous or just like a shining soul (sighs) Or all of the above. Everything. Mm-hmm. Josh Radner came into my work. He ordered a green juice. He was had just the most genuine personality. He was so, so handsome. He had like, you know, like how like when you see him on TV, his like hair is all spiky and gelled and he's like clean shaven. His hair was just like a mess. And he had like this like two day stubble and he was wearing just like a white T-shirt and some like levi's and like work the temperature boots. in the room just raised like three degrees oh as my Patrice god is talking about he this was man. an amazing tipper he like <laughs> asked me how my day was going he wasn't trying to like Ooh, flash his you smile asked me how my day was he was just like a kind genuine man and i at that moment became a lifelong josh, josh Radner, Radner fan if you're listening forever. just lifelong fan of his because he was so just patrice is down to tinder. earth Swipe right. <laughs> so anyways, so he starred, I think he wrote, directed, starred, or maybe he just wrote and starred in this movie called Liberal Arts. And Zac Efron plays this bit part where he's like the campus, like, weed dude, where he just like is constantly Oh, he stoned. sells all the weed? He's just like stoned on the quad meditating all the time. And Josh Radner comes back to his like old college campus to visit and keeps running into like Zac Efron's character and he just nails it this he just nails it like the performance is hilarious and it's sweet and it's spot on and it's beautiful anyways um why did we start talking oh because Zac Efron is beautiful because Zac Efron's (laughs) beautiful and you asked how old he was and he's 31 he's 31 but we have not determined if he's single or not which (laughs) (laughs) which is very important we're just two girls talking about crime yeah (laughs) and we may commit one against you know (laughs) (laughs) and we might be about to commit one once we find out the wikipedia results of his relationship status because patrice gentile and christine (laughs) are arrested for stalking He's just like, even with even like when he spray tans, I'm like, I forgive you for that. For me, I hate to say it. It was like that. I only saw like the first half an hour of that like really cheesy movie where he's like the head of the frat. No, it's like Seth Rogen and like Rose Byrne, I think are the next door neighbors. And it's fucking hilarious. But he like, yeah. Did you know that he sought treatment in early 2013? He was struggling with alcoholism and substance abuse. My baby. But he's been sober since June 2013. Cheers to that. Cheers. Doing nice beer cheers to that. Cheers. Um gosh. This is I mean, so November 2013, he had to have his jaw wired shut after breaking it in a fall at home, which sounds suspect. Mm. In March 2014, he engaged in a fight with a homeless man on Skid Row. Whoa. Okay, this is not good. And that's all, that's all his personal section says. So obviously someone who is not a fan of his edited his personal section in in Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Doesn't say a single dying thing about his relationship status. Well, if you look in the right-hand column, it usually says like relationship status or like partner no, it doesn't. It doesn't for like teen. I still think no. I was a teenager. Anyways, Anyways that was our I digress. Zach Efron, <laughs> <Zac> Efron corner. <laughs> so, what are you listening to now? Okay, so first of all, I'm watching the assassination of Johnny Versace, <gasps> which is incredible, oh, dude. Yeah. So I love um, Martinis and Murder. It's mm-hmm. produced by Oxygen, and ironically enough, um, John Thrasher, who hosts it, is from my hometown, which mm-hmm. is like super duper tiny, and their podcast is like way bigger than ours. But they who isn't? Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's somebody out there. <laughs> but anyway, so they did a Gianni Versace episode, uh-huh. and I was fucking hooked. Yeah. So I think it's on Oxygen. What you're watching, right? It's on FX. Oh, okay. So Oxygen did a special on Versace as well. 
It's the same people that it's the American crime, Gosh, the assassination. It's the same people that did him. the American crime of I, OJ. I honestly, like I don't. I felt for him for some reason. No, honey. Oh no. Watch. It's like a nine-parter, I think. Maybe oh, a nine-parter? Epi- yeah. It's, God damn. It's, it's a lot of long. Versace. Um, Penelope Cruz plays Donatella. Uh, Don- Donatella. This is where you lose me. She, she plays Donatella. See, I have Donatella <laughs> Versace. I have a big problem with like the acting and bringing actors in and like... I mean, so it's like it's the, the same network. It's the same network and the same people that did the O.J. Simpson... Uh, American Crime Story with Sarah Paulson. And I didn't watch that either. Oh my god! Why did we agree like to when, do this together? I don't like when actors like that's Rick, just not my jam. Ricky Martin plays his <laughs> longtime lover. Um, I do like Ricky Martin. He's gorgeous. I mean, yeah. the man just doesn't age, and he's not going to get with either one of us though. Andrew Cunanan, who plays. Well, Andrew Andrew Cunanan is played by Darren Chris, who was on Glee, and that's mm. that's the murderer. And he just does. I mean, Andrew Cunanan was fucked up, and how you could sympathize with him is beyond me. The way he maybe it was murdered his upbringing and just like being gay and struggling, and mm. but you don't you don't. Um, get to take that out on other gay men who aren't struggling as much as you of course like, not of course no 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 i'm yeah, not saying no, that i i know but, but sympathize with him I overall i just remember listening to it in certain aspects of his life perhaps. are sad but who's who doesn't have certain shitty aspects of their life i or, mean or i don't know though like what happened to tyler tessier to make him such an asshole like it sounds to me that he was just a rageful dick sure yeah and oj like is it the CTE? Was he abused? Was it nature? Was it nurture? <laughs> yeah. but So that's what I'm watching. I'm watching the assassination of Gianni Versace. And yeah, what I've I'm, been I'm listening, super into that case. It's- what I've been listening to lately is... Gosh. I have been list- I've been catching up on Case File, which you've been telling me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I started listening to... Because I've needed a break... Like, life has been kind of, like, heavy lately, and I've needed a break from true crime. Although, that never means a clean break. Like, I just alternate between. And so, I've been listening to this podcast called Small Doses with Amanda Seals, who... I watch way too much TV. She plays Tiffany on HBO's Insecure. Okay, I know. She's hilarious. She's a stand-up comic in L.A., and she... Her Instagram is just, like, a gem, like her Instagram stories are just full of like the smartest, wittiest, funniest advice for women. I'll subscribe. So yeah, so I've been listening to Small Doses. It's hilarious. Um, it's just, yeah. If you are a smart, funny, intelligent woman, or if you are a man that and if you're wants listening to, to our podcast, you, you should fucking be. already. Or if are. you're a man that wants to be that is trying to get with a smart, yeah, wonder, do funny, you intelligent we have a lot woman, of dude listeners. Like if you're a dude and you like our podcast, maybe we'll find out when you email know. us. Like nobody lets us know much, um, but people are listening. So we yeah, know they're who out you there. Are. Talk they're to us. Out there. And then another thing I've been listening to lately, in addition to small doses, is. Oprah's Super Soul Sundays podcast. Oh shit. She has a podcast that comes out. I don't know if it comes out on Sundays or if they record it on Sundays, but it's called Super Soul Conversations and she has a different guest every week and you know her guests are like the top, the top of the top. Of course, yeah. Um so I've been binging on that. She had Jordan Peele on the other I love me some although I do not want her to be president just for the record. We disagree on that as well. Um, she had Jordan Peele on, who just won uh, Best Screenplay for Get Out, which is a fantastic yeah. movie. Oh, I did watch um, that. She had RuPaul on one episode, which I loved, and he gave the greatest advice. She. Interesting. Um, I think he goes by he. I think really? he only goes by she when... He's in drag? Yeah. It's very interesting. You should definitely check out listen to that episode because it's beautiful and he's such a beautiful person and he brought up this really interesting point about being late and and um kind of like changing who you are to be a better person and 
how he had this friend that's just constantly late to everything. And his friend would rush in and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so late. Oh my God, there was this, there was that, I'm so late. And finally, RuPaul was like, you don't have a problem with being late. You like being late. You do it on purpose because you like the rush and the drama and like the the showing up and being out of breath and just... and." I'm always fucking late in my day-to-day life to everything. And I am always fucking on time. And I don't know if it's because I like the like the adrenaline, like getting to a place and driving off fast. Mine's just being and then anxious. showing up See, and like being late having makes a me story. Very anxious and I will do whatever I can to avoid it, even though yeah. I'm like super introverted and I don't want to get there before anybody else. But I feel like if I don't, I'm like letting them down. What a dilemma. Oh yeah, no, I am I am like constantly on yeah. time or early it's it's a little sad yeah well that's i mean it's a good quality it makes me seem a little eager it's a good quality because he was saying he also had that issue he would also be late everywhere he went and he finally realized it was because of the drama factor i do think that it's yeah i think i think it's just the excitement so now he was saying he shows up 15 minutes early wherever he goes he's there 15 minutes early and i think that's something i need to try to do no, I was um, shocked when you showed up here. I showed up on time no, today. This is so funny because I told thank you. I told thank Patrice you. that I was going to get here early to get set up, and I was like, "She's definitely going to be late, so I have time if I get here on time." There was one parking spot out front. We got yeah. here at the same time. Chris and Jack that shit. But I was supposed to be here early because she's always <laughs> late. But you were on time tonight, so it's working. New year, new me, bitch. bitch. My year's starting in March. It's March. <laughs> like we in the eyes, girl. New year, <laughs> The new year starts in March. All right. Well, we got to wrap this shit What's up your tonight. Peak? Oh, my peak? Gosh, it's been a long time. It's not a peak of the week. It's like a peak of the season. I think last time it was that we got through the winter no you were you were excited about it being february yeah i mean i'm excited about a lot of things honestly just like the weather coming um i'm excited about the podcast i want to take it in new directions i want to keep going and you know maybe make us like bi-weekly and make it really really good and impactful and maybe start going a little deeper and talking to people and Getting more into the cases. I don't know. I'm telling you this, like, Finding Cleo podcast has okay, that'll be m- inspired what I me to. to maybe dig up some cold cases and do, like, some side projects and mm-hmm. some side work. Like, I am determined. I hope my job doesn't listen to this. <laughs> but, like, in the next five years, I want to, like, be doing something investigative. I love it. I like, think that's wonderful. It's what I thrive on. Like, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, this is my dream job like figuring out what happened and like being a sleuth all i the only game i wanted to play when i was growing up was spy and that entailed me like going into my neighbor's yards and like looking in their windows and like combing through like the grass to find clues which a clue would be like a hair tie that some other kid had left behind that's all I did was played spy and I had a really hard time finding other kids in the neighborhood that wanted to play that because essentially I was just being a peeping tom but like it was so which is a crime like in my mind I was like I'm gonna stumble one of these days I'm gonna stumble upon something and it's gonna just blow the top off this neighborhood and I was like nine years old thinking this so I feel you on that like desire to investigate and to dig and research because I've always loved doing that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've just been learning so much, like even listening to true crime podcasts. Sometimes I'm averse to older ones, but I'm telling you this one, Finding Cleo, it's just made me aware of a big travesty that happened back in the 60s that I had no idea about mm-hmm. of all of these children being like ripped from their homes. I'm telling you, listen to it. Everybody okay, listen to it. Don't spoil it I'm for not. Me. I'm, oh, there ain't no spoiling because it hasn't even like gotten there yet. <laughs> like I'm waiting. Okay. With bated breath. Okay, good. So good. what's your peak? Girl, I've been having, I'm going to be honest, I've been having a really hard time finding a peak which is sad because we've spent so much time off. We've, we haven't seen each other in like three weeks, four weeks. But I'm having a hard time thinking of a peak. Um, well, maybe it's just that we're here and we're I think back I was up. just going to say that. I think it's that I'm just like, I'm, I'm here. And, and it always drove me crazy when I listen to pods and they're like, tell, you know, like give us a shout out. And we're not 
as much clamoring for ratings as we are just input. Just want to just want to know that there's an ear on the other side of this voice. Yeah, basically. And we, but the thing is, like, I see the stats, and I know I you're don't. out there. I, I'm just, I'm just like moping around at home, statless. Oh, girl, you gotta log in. <laughs> no, but I think my peak. <laughs> I think my peak literally is just the fact that like we as humans are so fucking resilient and like can get over so much and I just I don't know I just think that like I'm realizing that and just like find finding the humor you know what I mean like finding the humor every day like even on my shittiest days like my lowest days like I still can find like one thing to laugh at and honestly I think given the topics we cover and the amount of tragedy and death and horrible things. Yeah. I think it kind of puts it in perspective for Actually, me. Yeah. That like my life is pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. I actually just did think of my peak of the week this week, which was earlier this morning. Um, I was watching the news and the like students all across the country were doing their walkout yeah. at 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. Bernie Sanders. I didn't Why isn't see. Bernie Sanders our president? Okay, I can't go down that road right now because I will get very emotional. Yeah, and we're uh, but, we've met our time. But at so at 10 a.m. every across the country in every time zone, mm-hmm. kids were walking out of their classrooms, and you know, class like school starts at like 8 a.m. So they're walking out like into Girl, their day and going out into their parking lot or football field or whatever and standing there for 17 minutes, a minute for each victim in the the Florida shooting that just happened. And I just cry. I just, my, my tears were streaming down my face because these kids have more leadership and are smarter than our own government. government. They're looking out for their, their, fellow students and they're and looking they out for the, the rest like, the of kids us kids from parkland were just so fucking touched by the rest yeah. of the country yeah because they started that yeah they no, did and they, this. they had no idea that it was going to catch on no uh two months ago emma gonzalez was just a 17 year old high school senior that was just looking forward to graduating and now she's like the the center of this mm-hmm. movement and just the fact that a group of high school seniors are protecting us more than our own government is not only scary, but also inspiring and hopeful. And I totally believe that the future of this country like rests on these children. And I feel pretty good about it when I see them doing things like this. And I also saw some parents and some schools post that, you know, if, if our students or if our children participate in this disciplinary action will happen i just want to say to those kids nothing happens when you get to suspended or suspended from high school like it does not go on a permanent record like it will not follow you into college it will not follow you into your adult life so stand up for what you believe for, in. if you if that's what you believe in do not let the threat and of suspension hold you back in high school they're gonna do it for the rest of their lives and also if you are a parent or a a, te- a teacher that is telling children not to not to participate in something that they feel strongly about and not to participate in democracy, then shame on you because you should not be standing in that child's way of expressing what they believe in. Give me a big high five, <laughs> That is my fucking peak of the week. That's our PSA, and that's our peak of the fucking week. So... So listen, we're going to be coming back at you with a couple doozy, doozy. We got some good stuff okay, in the yeah. works. Kristen's working on one right now. It's a love triangle. Love triangle. Who hasn't been in one of those? I'm working on one right now that is uh, based, it's a Baltimore case that is still unsolved and it involves the Baltimore Police Department. Which, and there's no corruption there. We all know that. Oh They're just gosh. like straight as arrows up in Baltimore, yeah. correct? So... Do us a favor and email us and find us on Instagram and rate us and review us and just try and lift my spirits a little bit because I've just been having a shitty week. And yeah, Yeah, just just do that for us. Let us know you're out there. And um, And and we'll keep doing this. We're not going anywhere. We ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. (laughs) And in the meantime, if you could just please be safe, know your surroundings. And if the government didn't do it, then it was that mentally ill 
teenager who's 18 years old that somehow bought a gun at Walmart that shouldn't have been allowed to, but they did anyways. So let's change that. Bye. Bye.